You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Very glad to be with you all today here on the Red Future Radio Network. Joining you here on the conservative crusader, of course, which will be hosting J.R. Majewski, an interview with the congressional candidate up in Ohio's ninth this Thursday. I'm recording it this Thursday. It'll be out this Saturday, so make sure you send in your questions before this Thursday. You can use the phone number 57-GOP-JOSH-7. It is 574-675-6747. You can call and leave a voicemail, and I'll play it on the air. Or you can text your question, as has been utilized by many listeners here on the program. You can also email me, josh at gopjosh.com, josh at gopjosh.com. You can also go to gopjosh.com, click on the contact tab, and get the contact information right there. Very glad to be with you all today here on the program. We have a lot to get to. Um, that, that's the best part with the the twice-a-week programs is that we have a lot to get to. Every, every program is just jam-packed. One of the things that is jam-packed with this week is that Biden is slamming Republicans, blaming Republicans for economic problems. The minority party in America, the party that is in the absolute minority in every chamber, the Senate has a Democratic majority, 51 to 50. The House of Representatives has a Democratic majority, a slim but a Democratic majority, And obviously, the White House is Democratic. The president put out on Twitter on July 10th at 6.30 p.m. Republicans are doing nothing but obstructing our efforts to crack down on gas price gouging, lower food prices, lower health care costs, and hopefully soon lower your prescription drug costs. This is not right, and that's why this election is going to be so darn important. That's what the president said on Twitter. Republicans, the minority party in every chamber is the reason all this is happening. It's the reason gas prices are skyrocketing, the reason prices, uh, food prices are skyrocketing, reasons healthcare costs are skyrocketing, reasons prescription drug, drug costs will not be lowered. It's the Republicans' fault. There is a majority, I'm going to repeat this again, there's a majority Democratic leadership in the Senate in the House, and in the White House. There are more Democrats elected to to federal office than there are Republicans. How is it the Republicans' fault? If your Democratic majority, if your party is so strong and can get things done, then why do you need Republicans on your side? Why can't you break the filibuster. If the filibuster is that harsh, if the filibuster is that bad, etc., why can't you just break the filibuster? Why can't you get your senators on board to break the filibuster to pass anything you want to pass? Because even during the Biden administration, I'm sorry, when, when Biden was in the Senate, I should say, they were against abolishing the filibuster because it would set a bad precedent. There will be a time here in the very near future, probably next January, that Republicans are in the majority in both chambers. And in 2024, that will stay the same, and Republicans will take the 
presidency as well, with another Donald J. Trump presidency. So if they break the filibuster, if they set the precedent of breaking the filibuster, the Republicans will push through anything they want to push through. And they know Republicans, the spineless Senate Republicans leadership like Mitch McConnell, will refuse to do it when we are in power. And maybe that's a good thing, so Democrats don't have the precedent to go off of. But I mean, there's really not a reason to 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 not do it. They they have no morals. They have no precedent. They have no respect for what's gone on previously. They have no respect for tradition. The only thing stopping them is their own majority. The only thing stopping them is their own majority. But they're blaming Republicans. Scott Jennings, uh, a CNN contributor, a Bush White House alum, said 88% wrong track plus 38% job approval equals good luck with this claim. I'm not going to use the word he used, but claim. Conservative political writer Kimberly Morin said, Americans know the truth, big guy. No one is buying your blame game. You and Democrats own inflation. Your policies are making it far worse. Uh, Author Matthew Bentley said you are corrupt and intentionally sabotaging America and then acknowledged the intern adding the word intern at the end of the tweet or at the end of the post. Another talk host, uh, Mark Zeno, said, huh, thought this was Russia's fault. I thought this was Putin's price hike, said Christina Pushaw, the DeSantis spokeswoman. Tommy Tuberville, Coach Tuberville, said, Joe Biden believes that the American people are fools. It's hard to believe this has to be said, but unlike this president, I'll do my job and take responsibility. I won't blame others, and I'll never forget that the job isn't about me, it's about you. Biden's tweeted on June 4th, 2020. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to, as Biden would say, reading his teleprompter, repeat the line. It's hard to believe this has to be said, but unlike this president, he tweeted this during the Trump administration, unlike this president, I'll do my job and take responsibility. I won't blame others. As he's blaming others. As he's blaming others every single day. Or his interns are blaming others every single day from the podium at the White House, from the Twitter keyboard, the Twitter computer at the White House. So if you are a... A, a Biden guy. If you are working in the White House, you are in the Senate, you are in Congress, and you are a Biden guy, you want to push through his agenda, such as Kirsten Cinema, Joe Manchin partially. They have the votes to abolish the filibuster. I mean, they don't have the votes to abolish the filibuster, but they have the votes for pretty much anything else. They have the votes if they want to, if they, if they want to um, pass anything in Congress, they have the votes if, if they could abolish the filibuster. So, so what are the Democratic Senate candidates saying in terms of the filibuster? Because that's the only thing protecting the right of the minority. Because we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic protecting the minority from absolute rule by the majority. But blaming Republicans because you can't get your Democratic senators on board with abolishing the filibuster is just, it's hilarious. I mean, you, you, you can't seriously be an American person, an average American person, listen to the conser- listening to the conservative crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. You can't be doing that and listening and say, you know, I agree with Joe Biden. I agree that it's the Republicans' fault. 
It's not the fault of the majority. It's not the fault of the president. It's the Republicans' fault that there is a hard time getting things passed. It's the fault of the minority that has no real control. How is that the policy and how is that the actual thoughts of someone, anyone that close to the throne or that close to power in terms of Joe Biden? But no one in the Biden administration seems to have a little bit of intelligence. I mean, they they think we're fools saying it's the Republicans' fault. They think we're the fools saying it's Putin's fault. It's COVID's fault. Just like the mail-in balloting requirements in October and November to have more 2,000 mules will be the Republicans' fault. Will be the fault of the Republican Party. Or will it be the fault of Putin? Will it be the fault of Vladimir Putin afraid that if you walk out of your house, you'll get, you'll get nuked by bombs or you'll get blown up by bombs? Or will it be the fault of COVID? Because COVID is resurging, folks. We have another variant of COVID. We have another type of COVID-19. BA.5.75.63. M-I-D-T-E-R-M.74. And Xavier Becerra, who is the Biden Health and Human Services Secretary, says there is a strong chance that we will see a resurgence, a resurgence of COVID this fall. If, if the Chinese coronavirus pandemic, a prediction that comes as Americans worry less and less about the virus in everyday life. And, and I, got a, I got a news report this earlier today that I didn't actually save, so I don't know if I can find it. Here it is. It's from Disclose.tv. The U.S. set to extend their COVID health emergency on Friday, according to media reports. That will be this Friday. There will be a resurgence of COVID. What I will tell you is that come the fall and winter, most everyone who's an expert on pandemics and these viruses will, t- will tell you there's a strong chance that we'll see a resurgence of the virus, whether it's the variants that, variants that we have now or the new variants, and we got to be ready, he told a reporter uh, outside of the White House. Indeed, one of the president's biggest selling points during the campaign was shutting down the virus, which never happened. Even the New York Times earlier this year admitted that Biden had failed to do so. Further, Biden failed to follow through, through, follow through with his original promise of just 100 days of masking. What more U.S. travelers would likely be forced to mask up even now if not for U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazzelli, who struck down the federal mandate in April. Biden also flip-flopped on mandating COVID vaccines. Despite telling the nation in December 2020 he wouldn't demand it to be mandatory, despite the administration's warning of a resurgence that the coronavirus is not a top issue for Americans as just 21% consider it a top concern, a recent Senate Opportunity Fund survey found. So the Biden administration, the the people in charge are are saying this virus that we have two, three, four effective vaccines for, the virus that we have four, five, six variants of, the virus that we have two boosters for, It's going to research. Your vaccine, which you were pretty much required to have if you worked in a certain place before the Supreme Court got involved, the 
boosters you're required to have if you have that vaccine, the, the two boosters at this point, it's not enough. It's not enough to stop COVID. It's not enough to stop you from getting infected, and it's not enough to stop the mail-in balloting in November. And I have a question for you. I'd like you to submit your answers. Uh, 57 gop Josh 7 is our phone number, 574-675-6747. Leave a message or text josh at gopjosh.com in an email box. Would you get the COVID vaccine if it guaranteed that all mail-in balloting for the entire country would be shut down? So, so you get the vaccine, you take the shot, you, you bite the bullet, you get injected with the shot, and this is a, a, a total hypothetical. It's not going to happen, obviously. Everyone could, could get the vaccine and they'll still have mail-in balloting because it's the only way they can steal the elections. But well, let's give the possibility of what if. There, there is no mail-in balloting if you get the vaccine. If you take the shots, no boosters, just the two original shots of Moderna or Pfizer, would you take the shot? Would you use that as an opportunity to say, I'm going to end mail-in balloting, I'm going to end stolen elections, bite the bullet, risk your own health for the good of the country, or would you just say, no, I'm I'm not bowing down to the the Pfizer overlords, I'm not bowing down to the Moderna overlords, and I won't be getting the vaccine, and I'm really kind of, I, I was thinking about this earlier, I'm like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. If I had the opportunity to stop mail-in balloting nationwide, if I had the opportunity to Stop stolen elections nationwide if I would put my own health at risk for that. I mean, I, I country over person all the time. But what is in the shot? And would it actually stop anything? Would it actually stop the stolen elections? And it's, it's, a, it's a tough question. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough hypothetical. And usually hypotheticals are just fun. Hey, this is, this is uh, what would you do? Would you jump in a toaster or, or something like that? But this is a, this is a serious hypothetical. I really don't know the answer to that. Let me know what you think. 57 GOP Josh 7574-675-6747 is our phone number. And if you see that phone number on Craigslist, if you're in the New York City area, advertising a Samsung TV, please let me know. I want to find this and I want to, to, to figure out why is my phone number being advertised to advertise a, or using, being used to advertise a Samsung television. I do not have a Samsung television at all or for sale. But anyways, I digress, and we have the Twitter deal with Elon Musk, and we're going to get to a little bit about that when we return. Also, I forgot this story. I forgot to talk about this. The reason I was talking about the boosters, we're going to hop into that before the break, because we have enough time. Chuck Schumer tests positive for the COVID virus, for the China virus. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has tested positive for COVID-19 and reports experiencing very mild symptoms. His spokesman said Sunday night, Schumer is 71. He's fully vaccinated. He has received two booster shots. Uh, Justin Goodman said in a statement, he is the spokesperson. Uh, Schumer was in Buffalo on Friday to announce that he's applying for a $25 million federal grant to transform part of Main Street. The New York Democrat will follow federal health guidelines and quarantine this week while we're working remotely. Anyone who knows that leader Schumer knows that he was, even if he's not physically in the Capitol through virtual meetings and his trademark flip phone, he will continue with his robust schedule and remain in near constant contact with his colleagues. So he has the vaccine. He's boosted twice. And he has COVID. And I want to see, I meant to check this before the broadcast. I think that happens every time. We always come up with something that's different than I was planning on. Or I thought about it and I meant to do it. And I just never made it. I want to see if Senator Chuck Schumer, his statement, 
because it seems like the Democrats copy and paste the same statement every time they have COVID and, and use it for their respective diagnosis. They say, I'm glad I got the booster. I'm glad I'm vaccinated or all. It, it would be a lot worse. I, I would have COVID if I was vaccinated, but it'd be a lot worse if I, if I wasn't. And he did not release a statement on Twitter. He did not post the trademark Democrat free impression farm saying, I am positive, but I love COVID. Or I'm positive, but I love, I love the vaccine. Get the vaccine because you won't end up like me. You, you, you definitely won't end up testing positive. But when we return, Elon Musk, Twitter deal fell through. Possibly. There's still a possibility. Let's see how the courts rule on that. We'll talk about that. Steve Bannon's in the news again with his January 6th contempt trial. More about January 6th and Cassidy Hutchinson, their star witness that was just a sham. And Hunter Biden's iPod, iPhone, his iCloud backup. What if I told you users on an anonymous website happened to hack into his data? My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. GOP Josh 20 is my Twitter and Instagram. And in case we're banned on there, at GOP Josh on Gab, Getter, Tele- Telegram, Parler, and Truth Social. I'm becoming more and more active on Truth Social as it grows, as it succeeds, as it blossoms. I've, if you have an Android, and, and this is something I've, I've seen on Twitter when I share some truths, I, I share screenshots. Josh, I have an Android. How can I access your truths? Well, you need to go to truthsocial.com. I'm not sponsored. I'm not verified. I'm not followed by Trump. I'm just a concerned citizen about free speech. And it's truthsocial.com, T-R-U-T-H-S-O-C-I-A-L.com. And you can access it online if you're in the United States of America and you have access to a web browser. If you're on iPhone, you can use the the app, which is better than better than uh, Parler and Getter. The app has no algorithms. But if you just want to see Trump's tweets or Trump's truths, once you follow him, a little bar will pop up at the very top of the screen. You can tap on his photo and you can see all of his truths. My photo, if you follow me as one of your first follows, should pop up there as well, and you'll be able to see my tweets, or my truths, I'm sorry, there as well on your feed. Right, first thing is as you open the app, you'll see this bar at the top. Mine is Donald Trump, Jared Majewski, who my interview is with this Thursday. I'm recording it, and it comes out this Saturday. Dinesh D'Souza, and then some other people, but Donald Trump is first on that list, so I can see his truths right away. All right, my name is Drew P. Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network on Alt Tech on this broadcast right here on the podcast on gopjosh.com, josh at gopjosh.com, 574-57-GOP-JOSH-7, 574-675-6747, if I can press the right button, and we'll end this broadcast before the break. My name is J.P. Josh. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the conservative crusader, GOPjosh.com, Josh at GOPjosh.com, 574-675-6747 to talk to me. You can call in and I will play your message on the air here on the broadcast. So the Twitter Elon Musk deal, which we have seen the plans for, we've seen the platform, we've seen the funding, the $44 billion We've seen the plans. We, we've talked about it. We've 
covered it extensively. What if I told you that deal is off the table? Elon Musk is walking away from the possibility to purchase Twitter for $44 billion. He says there are more bot accounts on there than originally accounted for. And then the Twitter account or the owners in the board originally said, they said it was about, I think they said 2% of the accounts were bots. And I believe there's probably closer to about 30 or 40%. A lot of them are inactive accounts, bot accounts. And I wouldn't want to pay $44 billion for where the almost a majority of my viewers or users are bots. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do that. And Elon Musk isn't doing that either when he is planning to walk away from the deal. He was going to. But Twitter is suing Elon Musk. They're filing suit in Delaware after Tesla founder backs away from his $44 billion takeover bid. So, so the whole timeline of this has been shaky. Twitter started off being very anti-takeover. They wanted to, um, what is it? They wanted to enact the poison pill, stop how much you could own of the company. They just originally rejected it. They brought it back. They're, they're going all over the place. And now that he's walking away, which three months ago, they would have wanted, or not, yeah, probably about three months ago, they would have wanted him to do, just walk away, let them have the company. But now he's walking away after promising, not really promising, but after talking about this $47 million, or $44 billion. They are going to sue him for that money. Twitter executives hired Watchtel, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz LLP, which specializes in merger and acquisition law, to handle an anticipated lawsuit against Musk, according to a person familiar with the discussions who was granted anonymity to discuss confidential matters. The team plans to file suit in Delaware County of Chancery, where many corporate battles are litigated as soon as this week, the person said. The person, Twitter's hiring of this high-profile legal team was first reported by Bloomberg. Within weeks of agreeing to buy Twitter in April, Musk appeared to sour on the deal, complaining that the company was failing to provide adequate details to the number of automated, phony, or spam accounts using the service. Twitter insists it has fully complied with the deal's disclosure requirements, including by providing Musk with a fire hose of data, compromising million, millions of tweets sent in real time. Musk argues in filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission that the true size of Twitter's user base is a material fact about the company, since 90% of its revenue comes from advertisements. If Twitter were not being truthful, his legal team believes it would give him a valid reason to get out of a deal he contractually obligated to close on. Twitter executives believe they have a strong case that Musk had violated the terms of the takeover deal, which he signed in April, agreeing to pay $54.20 for each share of the company's stocks. Twitter shares closed Friday below 37%. But at a minimum, the company is likely to face a lengthy courtroom battle with one of the most richest and merciful individuals, which could paralyze its ability to launch new initiatives and attract workers. This is from the Washington Post. So we have Elon Musk here, who is he? Trump doesn't like him. I'm skeptical on him. He's 50-50 in my book. He's okay. He's not great. He's not the smartest guy in the world, but he wanted to buy Twitter to be... To, to guarantee free speech. And he's he said he's voting Republican. He voted Republican for uh, Myra Flores. He's voted Republican. He's going to vote Republican in 2022, probably in 2024 if DeSantis is the nominee. But he said that he wanted to buy Twitter and he, he, he's a free speech absolutionist or a, a absolutist or whatever the proper term was. 
And, and Trump wasn't buying it. That it was right after he launched Truth Social, and he was saying, you know, I'm not going to go back to Twitter. I'm not going to leave Truth Social. I'm going to stay on Truth Social. Elon Musk can find me over there. Everyone else can find him over there as well. But Elon Musk decided to, to go through. He he wanted to bring this platform back to free speech, and having more than one free speech platform is better than having none. Having Twitter, Truth Social, Gab, and Telegram, all being truth, uh, very pro-free speech platforms, isn't a bad thing. Have, having the freedom of choice between the platforms isn't a bad thing. And ha- being on more than one platform isn't a bad thing. You can be on Twitter and be on truth. You can be on Facebook and be on Instagram and be on Gab. You can be on Gab and be on Getter. So this would have, uh, has introduced competition, of course, but it's not going to completely eliminate the bottom line of Truth Social. It's just not taking away the appeal. And, and he wanted to walk away. There just isn't enough adequate information about the bots. And, and I'll give them that. There is not any information about the bots, if we're being honest, about how many bots are actually on this platform. How, mu- how much of the user base, which most of the revenue comes from ads, I personally pay. I, I pay the three dollars a month or whatever it is to, to ha- access the features on on Twitter. But a large portion of the audience, where'd that accent come from? <laughs> a, a large portion uh, portion of the audience is bots. And I, I know that. Everyone knows that. But Elon Musk might be sued. We'll cover that here in the Conservative Crusader as that goes down because we want to follow that. It's pretty interesting. It's a very interesting story in the fight for free speech. Do you believe in freedom of speech when it comes to January 6th, when it comes to the stolen election? Do you believe in that free speech? Because Steve Bannon has been subpoenaed by the January 6th commission. We all know this. Uh, He knows it, obviously. He received the subpoena, and he decided to not follow it. He decided to ignore the subpoena and continue doing his show, his uh, war room show. Uh, He just didn't. Listen, he didn't go to the trial. Trump tried to use executive privilege. And Steve, yeah, that was rejected. Steve Bannon was rejected, trying to hold this off. A federal judge Monday refused to delay criminal contempt trial of former White House strategist Steve Bannon after the Trump advisor's weekend agreement to testify before the House committee investigating the Jan 6, 2021 Capitol attack. Uh, Judge Carl Nichols said, I, know, I see no reason for extending this case any further. The judge also severely restricted Bannon's possible lines of defense. Nichols ruled that Bannon cannot offer evidence that he relied on, he cannot offer evidence that he relied on the advice of his counsel in refusing to cooperate with the committee's subpoena, saying such an assertion does not shield him from conduct that is deliberate and intentional. Bannon could not offer alleged rule violations by the committee, as he has previously asserted. And et cetera, et cetera. A lot's going on in that case. Trump wrote a letter. Let me pull that up. I want to read it. It was a pretty good letter, if we're being honest. To Steve Bannon to talk about this to his lawyers on the committee and about the committee. And I guess there may not be the... What I'm trying to find on here. There's not the the clip. Oh, here it is. Uh, Dear Steve, I write about the subpoena that you received in September 2021 from the illegally constituted unselect committee, the same group of people who have created the Russia, Russia, Russia scam 
impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the Mueller witch hunt, and other fake and never-ending yarns and, st- and tales. When you first received the subpoena to testify and provide documents, I invoked executive privilege. However, I watched how unfairly you and others have been treated, having spent having to spend vast amounts of money on legal fees, and out of the trauma you must be going through for the love of your country, out of respect for the office of the president. Therefore, if you reach an agreement on a time and place for your testimony, I will waive executive privilege for you, which allows you to go in and testify truthfully and fairly, as per the request of the Unselect Committee of the Political Thugs and Hacks, who have allowed no due process, no cross-examination, and no real Republican members or witnesses to be present or interviewed. It is a partisan kangaroo court. Why should these evil, sinister, and unpatriotic people be allowed to hurt and destroy the lives of so many and cause such great harm to our country? It has been, from the time I came down the escalator at Trump Tower, a political hit job against the overwhelmingly majority of Americans who support the concept and policy of making America great again and putting America first. Good luck in all your future endeavors. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. And I can't add anything to that. I can't say anything that Trump hasn't already said in that statement. I can't add anything that Trump hasn't already said in that letter because he articulated it perfectly what I believe, what you believe, I'm sure, and what is true. Trump is good at that. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He is a master with words. He knows exactly what to say, when to say it. He's great in that aspect. We're going to take one more break here on the program before we talk about one more thing with January 6th with Cassidy Hutchinson going and hiding in Hunter Biden's iPhone. Not the laptop. But his iPhone. When we return here on the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network, be right back. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. The Conservative Brief is reporting that Cassidy Hutchinson is in hiding with her security after testifying before the committee, the January 6th committee. Wyoming GOP Representative Liz Cheney, who served as the vice chair of the Democrat-led January 6th committee and her star witness, Cassidy Hutchinson, are facing serious questions following testimony last week. Hutchinson, a former aide to ex-White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, testified before the committee during a special hearing on Tuesday and many of her allegations against former President Donald Trump have been refuted been refuted as being outright outright lies. A new report reveals that Hutchinson went into hiding with her family in a security detail after her testimony over two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, the New York Times reported. The Times reported described Hutchinson as unemployed and sequestered with family in a security detail. After the hearing, Cheney displayed a handwritten note that Hutchinson testified she wrote after Meadows handed her a note card and a pen to take his dictation, according to ABC News. Eric Hirschman, a former Trump White House lawyer, claims the note was written by him. Hutchinson, testifying about the note, said that's a note I wrote at the direction of the chief of staff on January 6th, likely around 3 o'clock. And it's written on the chief of staff note card, but that's your handwriting. Cheney then asked. She responded, that's my handwriting. A spokesperson for Hirschman told ABC News that the handwritten note that Cassidy Hutchinson testified was written by her was in fact written by Eric Hirschman on January 6th, 2021. All sources with direct knowledge in law enforcement have and will confirm that it was written by Mr. Hirschman. 
U.S. Code Sections 1621 of Title 18 stipulate that anyone who, quote, willfully and contrary to such oath states that or subscribes any material matter which he does not believe to be true, unquote, is guilty of perjury and shall be fined or imprisoned with up to five years or both. Repeat the line. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's humorous. Wrong button. That's humorous. I, I feel like I switch those buttons. I never do. And, and the section 1001 stipulates that whoever in any manner within the jurisdiction of the executive, legislative, or judicial branch of the government of the United States knownfully and willfully falsifies or conceals information before a congressional committee may be fined or imprisoned up to five years. After Hutchinson's testimony, many of her uh, salacious claims were rebuffed by those with the knowledge of what actually happened. Much of Hutchinson's testimony was hearsay and secondhand information that she heard from someone else but did not witness herself. Now I have a question. I'm going to stop reading the article there for a second. How can you testify about something you didn't witness? How can I go in front of a congressional committee and testify about the Super Bowl? How can I go in front of a congressional committee and testify about the 2020 election on election night. I wasn't at the polls. I, I wasn't a poll worker on election night. I couldn't control that. I'm not old enough. But I'd be, I, I'd be lying if I went and testified. Cassidy Hutchinson is lying. She is not telling the truth. She has lied before Congress and she needs to pay the price. She needs to go to jail or be fined. Whatever it may be, she needs to pay the price for lying and slandering Donald Trump and lying and slandering this country and what happened on January 6th. She's lying, it's slander, and it's false. She claimed that Donald Trump grabbed the wheel of the presidential limo and then grabbed the throat of Bobby Engel, a Secret Service agent. Within hours of her testimony, Engel said that the incident that she spoke of never happened. Angle was driving the presidential SUV and Trump security official Tony Ornato both disputed Hutchinson's allegations and said they would testify under oath that no agent was assaulted and Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. So why is she in hiding? Why is she so confident in what she said, so proud of what she said that she's going into hiding? She actually being hunted out? Is, is something happening that she could possibly be arrested? Could she possibly be found guilty of lying to Congress? Is there a, a slim chance? I doubt it. Will the people who know the truth of that day, like the person who wrote the note card, like the person who drove the SUV, will they be allowed to testify? I doubt it. Cassidy Hutchinson is a liar. Being put under security. I'm not going to confirm this. I cannot confirm this, but it's probably taxpayer funded by the January 6th committee. Being put under security is an attack to, to, to the integrity of security. I mean, why is she in security if she told the truth? Why would she be hiding if she told the truth? That's what I want to know about Cassidy Hutchinson. And our last story for the day, the story that we saved for last because it's the, it's the most interesting. We've got to save it for last. Hunter Biden's iPhone. We, we, we know about the laptop. We know about the left at the re, uh, repair shop. 
But his iPhone that was on the iCloud of Hunter Biden has been hacked. Uh, 4chan is this anonymous website uh, supposedly where uh, QAnon was posted. I don't know a lot about QAnon, but members of the 4chan online community have allegedly hacked Hunter Biden's iCloud backup data by cracking his iPhone's password on Saturday. Jack Posobiec posted July 9th on Twitter that, quote, 4chan has apparently cracked Hunter Biden's iPhone password backup and are leaking everything. The Gazette reports that 4chan users were rapidly posting the alleged contents of, Hunter, of Hunter's iCloud account to the forum on Saturday night. Site administrators were rushing to take down or archive the posts as quickly as they went up. Many posts on the site still remain and are being posted anew or are being saved to other sites. In another tweet um, on the alleged Hunter crack, Posobiec wrote, 4chan has already created torrents of the Hunter Biden iPhone and iCloud backups and are now seeding them. That means even if 4chan gets shut down, the copies will still be out there. The Washington Examiner tribe was but was unable to immediately verify the contents, and the White House did not immediately respond for comment. CNBC reported Sunday that Apple has announced a new feature for iPhones called Lockdown Mode, which will protect high-profile users such as politicians and activists against state-sponsored hackers. That was released the day after this attack, by the way. We know the laptop and the videos and the photos are on the laptop, but if this is his actual iPhone, and the way that works, if you don't know, is iCloud pretty much constantly backs up. You, you can create a dedicated backup, but like your contacts, your mail, your texts, your videos are pretty much automatically uploaded to iCloud. If you are a member of iCloud, if you use the iCloud service, it's pretty much automatically uploaded. It's automatically posted to their servers, secured in their servers, supposedly. But nothing is, is is immune from hacking. And so if Hunter Biden's laptop was hacked, I mean, it, it's true. It's true. There's a good possibility it was Hunter Biden's laptop, and there's a good possibility what's on that laptop is truly, or on that iCloud, I'm sorry, is truly his. There's a very good possibility. I'm, I'm not, I don't have much more to say. I mean, this is going to be a story to follow. If it's not swept under the rug, if it's not swept under the rug like the laptop was, if this is actually reported, if it's actually analyzed to prove that it was his, and it actually was his, this is quite the story. Not only for Apple, but for the Biden administration. Not only for Hunter Biden, but for the entire Democratic Party and the entire party that's aiding and abetting his behavior. So we'll follow that. We'll report on that for you here on the Conservative Crusader. But I have to get ready for my interview with J.R. Majewski, which is, I'm recording Thursday, but it will be out Saturday, wherever you get the Conservative Crusader on your podcast RSS feed on Rumble, possibly on YouTube. We might put it up on YouTube, risk that, see if they're going to ban me again on their platform, but we will possibly put it up on YouTube and it will be out everywhere else. On Saturday at 11 a.m., my name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. It so has. Not telling a lie. This is the complete truth. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Thank you for the opportunity to broadcast to you all every single Monday and every single Thursday, knowing we don't do it every single day anymore. But 
I appreciate the opportunity to broadcast and join your ears for 45 minutes to an hour of, uh, of your week. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and hear from you in the email box, in the text message line, or the phone line. And I really appreciate you all tuning in. Oh yeah, have you noticed a new audio quality change? Have you noticed a new microphone? I hope so. If not, it's a waste of money. But I hope you noticed that. I'm sure you did. My name is JP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. See you Thursday with a brand new episode of my interview with Jeremy Juski on Saturday. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 